This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM. Welcome to the show. Well, it is election season here in BC for local governments. That includes in Fort St. John, Charlie Lake and Taylor, Hudson's Hope, and also in the PRRD for all the electoral areas. So we're going to be focusing on some of the races that will affect us locally, including the Fort St. John mayor's race, which will be coming up in a couple weeks from now. But first, we thought we'd talk a little bit about Electoral Area B, as longtime director of that area, Karen Goodings, won five, six elections, something like that, is retiring. And so three people have stepped up to uh, replace her in this election. So we will be speaking to each of them this morning. Let's start with our first candidate for Electoral Area B, Jordan uh, Keeley. (laughs) Good morning, Jordan. How are you doing today? Having a great morning. I hope everybody else is doing good as well. Well, thank you very much for being here again. You've been here before to talk a bit about your farm and uh, and also to talk about the, the food you provide. So now you're here wearing a different hat uh, yep. uh, in the political realm. So I thought we'd start with kind of the basic question about, uh, you know, why you're about this. Why did you choose to run for office? Why now? What are you, what are you hoping to get out of this? I, I'm not doing it to be a politician. Yeah. I, I'm not doing it for money. Uh, I'm doing it to try and have positive change mm-hmm. and uh, to try and keep our way of life in this area. I, I've i lived here for a while now, mm-hmm. and I absolutely love it in this area. And hopefully, hopefully I can help improve things more. I see. Do you think it's a matter of maybe... You didn't like how maybe previous boards on the PRD were handling things, or you just think I can step up and continue to sort of carry that mantle and hopefully improve on what they've done as well? I think there's uh, there's things that I can disagree with and yeah. agree with that the previous boards do. Like it's they're, they're there trying to make a difference as well. There's mm-hmm. some things that uh, I didn't agree with that um, that I'd, I would have done differently, but mm-hmm. I wasn't in the position at the time to... Uh, to try and change it myself, but I, I voted on different things and different re- refer- referendums. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm looking at trying to take a, a bigger role, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully I can represent all of my neighbors in a positive manner as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of mentioned your way of life being important to you and protecting it. Um, kind of specifically, I wonder kind of what's important to you. Is there a specific issue, something that maybe it's been overlooked or as you mentioned, you disagree with kind of how the current board has d- uh, done so far that really motivated you here that you would like to see change. And I'd like to help change. I think there's been um, some certain things done where they got passed and put through without really consulting everybody thoroughly. Mm-hmm. And then uh, some referendums were ran and people were opposed strongly to different things. I, I think the main thing that we could improve on there is actually getting that communication out better so that we don't actually have to have it go to a referendum to have everything overhauled and turned back. Mm-hmm. That I, uh, I, I really think that that communication is what can be done better. 
So um, as for what I can do better than them, I don't really know until I'm actually voted in and I can try and do that. I can, I can say and make all the promises possible, but that's, how do I say it? That's what a standard politician does Mm -hmm. and whether or not they follow through, Mm -hmm. that's, that's the main difference. And I, when I say that I'm going to do something, I try my hardest to make it happen and I'm a straight shooter and I, I say things how I see them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I've got a few kind of specific things I want to ask you about. Um, and you mentioned this kind of before we even got on the air, kind of infrastructure being a big deal. I think about my travels in kind of the Cecil Lake area, for example, where the road is just gravel road where it washed out. They've never really fixed it. Uh, the coolies is kind of another area that's uh, really dangerous. Um, is that something that concerns you? And are you, while it might be difficult in your role to specifically directly affect change, is that a way you'll kind of advocate for the region in that we need roads that are fixed, that are paved, that work properly so that everybody can be safely uh, traveling on them and using them? I think we're a region that typically gets forgotten about. Um, I was originally from the Lower Mainland. I grew up there and I grew up in 4-H and I loved that lifestyle. And the Lower Mainland got bigger and grew into a bigger city. And I I really like the country, so that's why I moved out here. And the Lower Mainland has the population, they have the seats, they have the political structure to make those big decisions. And unfortunately, us being up this far, it makes it difficult to have that impact and sway over the provincial government on some of the decisions that are done here. Yeah. So certain things like our healthcare system, our roads, our infrastructure, our food security, um, all of these are matters that I hope to be able to try and discuss with cabinet ministers if I can. Yeah. And uh, hopefully uh, try and enlighten, just because we, we can have a cabinet minister that goes from... Um, dealing with academic and get appointed as agriculture. Yeah. So you, you have somebody provincially that's in charge of agriculture that has no experience whatsoever, what they're dealing with. And I'm hoping that rather than trying to fight with those people that we just try and let them know what we're going through Mm -hmm. and to try and work with them to make things happen in a positive way. I think there's a lot of things that could be improved up here. Because we, we, we can be a major hub for so many different industries up here. Mm-hmm. Okay. A specific thing that's happened in the last uh, year or two, I, I, if I remember right, um, has to do with the Adeline Kelly building on the North Peace uh, Fall, Fair, uh, Fall Fair grounds. Um, and, you know, there's been a, you know, seems like a series of miscommunications between the society and the PRD on that. I wonder if you wanted to comment on that and if there's uh, maybe a different approach you would take in sort of resolving that issue uh, with the society going forward. So when it comes to structural integrity, which yeah. I think was the issue on that, I'm not a building inspector, so I yeah. refer to them and get their advice. And I'm not currently part of the decision-making process in that. Yeah, But... Um, I think every building out there is important and it's vital to what they can have there and uh, help the community work. So what I try to end up doing is just resolve the current problem. Yeah. And it and the more information that I know about it, if, if I'm elected, that's exactly what I do. If it's structural integrity, then uh, it's, 
it, it's something that can be resolved. It doesn't have to be a big fight. Mm-hmm. Um, are you in favor of the assent question on the Fort St. John Public Library financial contribution? As I understand it, people in Electoral Area B can use the library. You can get a library card. This would increase your taxes slightly, I believe, every year if uh, everyone votes for it. Is that something you think is a good idea? Are you okay with that? Or I don't know all the exact details yeah. on that. Um, yeah, that's. I, I think I'd, I'd rather... Uh, get more information on that first and, sure. and give you a better answer. Okay. And then one final one for you. Um, we, we wrote a story recently at Energetic City hearing about uh, hall closures in, in kind of the PRD. So local halls, you know, they're, they're running out of volunteers, they're running out of money, and uh, some of them are getting really old. And rather than maybe thinking about replacing them, there's some thought to perhaps we're just going to close them. Is that something you think is an important part, as you say, of the way of life to maybe maintain these halls to work harder at what can we do to invest in them to invest in getting people to keep them kind of going so that they're there for their for people to use i think those halls are vital especially in a big area especially area b like the it's one area that is bigger than all the other areas combined Mm -hmm. um and those halls are a means for each of those areas of people to communicate with each other gather it's part of their local infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So hopefully um, we can look at improving those and make it so that they don't close because I, I think it is vital. But I think the pandemic has also affected how the events can happen at those halls as well. Mm-hmm. So hopefully uh, hopefully, if it's behind us, we can, we can try and correct that. All right. I'll, I'm going to give you one more minute here, Jordan, if you would. Uh, just, uh, you know, you've covered a lot of this already, but I wonder, speak to people listening who are from Electoral Area B right now. Why should they vote for you? Uh, the main reason that I'm doing this is to try and promote positive change, yeah. listen to what the constituents want, and get feedback from them, and then re- go to the actual municipalities and and see what we can do to actually make that change happen. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I can be frustrated when most of the time I hear is just talk. Yeah. And, and I have always been about taking action. It's, that's one of the things that when I, me being a mechanic, if there's a problem, I fix it. Mm-hmm. And I try and, uh, I put that in my bio that when I fix something, I try and fix it so I don't have to come back and deal with it again. And then it's it's more efficient in that manner. It's the same thing with my farm, and I think it can be the same thing with with these with this area as well. Is that we can we can make progress at, in the same way. I I think Karen Gooden's made huge huge progress and mm-hmm. offering a lot of services, and so many people were were happy with with what she's done in the time that she's been there. And it's I I went and talked to her even before. I put my name in for this and got her advice, and um, and she's still sharp as a tack. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's my main thing is that I want to give people in my area um, the chance to be heard and and make them feel like they're they're actually being heard that they're that the issues that they're having that I, I I'm actually dealing with it uh, to the best of my ability. Awesome. All right, Jordan. Well, I will leave it there. I really appreciate you making time for us and driving here to uh, do it live. It's always nice to see you. Thanks for being here. Excellent. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. That's Jordan Keeley, one of the candidates for Electoral Area B in the Peace River Regional District. We'll be right back to talk to the other candidates right after this on Moose Talks. 
Welcome back to the show. I'm Dub Craig. We're going to continue our coverage of Electoral Area B candidates now with Michael Fitzgerald, who joins us live in the studio. Michael, thank you so much for being on Moose Talks today. Well, thank you for inviting me, Dub. I appreciate you uh, driving in for this. Uh, so we'll start with the same question I asked Jordan. Why are you running for office? Well, um, it's interested me for quite a few years, but uh, being neighbors with Karen... Uh, I never ran against her. I, I mean, we're good friends. Uh-huh. And um, the opportunity came up, so I thought I've always wanted to kind of been involved in the community things. Like I was, I've been, uh, you know, part of the Cecil Lake Recreation, uh, president of the recreation for a while. Uh-huh. I was a school trustee for four years. Uh, I've sat on two different committees with the regional district. So it's just to kind of get involved and. You know, so this is just another way. What uh, What do you think is kind of important to you as a candidate then, kind of specific things, if, if you can name? Uh, specific things to me um, are road conditions. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I, I don't think we get very good priority, probably partially because of who we vote for regionally. Mm-hmm. Um, road maintenance is another thing. Really sore point with me. I, mm-hmm. I don't think the company that's doing it right now is doing a very good job. Mm-hmm. Um, not just weeds. The you know I don't know if you ever been out to Cecil Lake or not, but one, the valley is full of thistle, and I don't know if the at one time the regional district used to have a um, you know a person that went around and 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 um, you know kind of inform people that they had to spray for weeds and, and, and yeah. that it doesn't seem to be happening anymore mm-hmm. so uh, those are three of the things that i'm really interested in price of fuel mm-hmm. i know i know it's out of the regional districts uh ability to do anything yeah. but you know maybe they should be maybe they can be lobbying the government a little harder to try and try and get some relief for farmers okay um, I wanted to, uh, you've already brought up Karen, of course, who uh, is retiring after 30 some odd years in the role as director. Um, I wonder what you, you know, what you think you might be able to improve upon, upon her tender, uh, or her tenure, I should say. Uh, how do you want to carry the mantle forward if you were elected kind of <clears throat> to replace Karen? I'm not sure that it, what she, she did could be improved on, mm-hmm. but... I, I would like to, you know, continue her, uh, what I feel was her, her uh, cooperation amongst, uh, you know, other members of the regional district and yeah. other municipalities in the region, you know. Um, it's, it's not like a provincial politics. Like, uh, the regional district is, is, has got to work together, yeah. you know. And, and I, I'm not going in there saying that I'm going to, change the way we're doing things and and it's got to be this way Mm -hmm. that's just i don't know i've never been to a regional district meeting you know i shouldn't say that i was the one but um it's just uh, you have to work in in with other people Mm -hmm. the, the other the other delegates okay um, I'll move on to some suspe- specific things again. You already brought up uh, kind of the roads issue. Um, I wonder if you wanted to expand on that a bit. What do you think, what would you hope to uh, accomplish if you got elected <clears throat> in regards to seeing more maintenance, better maintenance of the roads kind of in the electoral area? Uh, and you even mentioned the company you think uh, maybe could be doing better. 
Well, um, you know, maybe the regional district could, you know, in cooperation with municipalities, invite, uh, you know, the Minister of Transportation and Infrastructure up here to look at our roads, drive yeah. some of them, you know. I, I was the transportation supervisor for 15 years at the school district. Yeah. And, and we were told that uh, we, we have to run our buses for 12 years, some of them for 15, and our roads don't, you know, we don't drive on pavement everywhere yeah. for school buses. Mm -hmm. And our roads don't uh, allow buses to run that, that long without major uh, repairs. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I know he, he's, I think, I believe he's been up here not very long ago, but we're just, you know, the, the Taylor Bridge, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and is another thing. I mean, it it's needs to be replaced. Mm -hmm. And... They seem to be dragging their feet now. They're they're talking five years before they make a decision. Yeah. Do we have five years? Mm -hmm. So you'd say you'd be in favor then of of the PRD lobbying more, maybe joining forces even with our MLA to talk to the provincial government about we need to solve these infrastructure problems sooner rather than later. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I want to bring up the Adeline Kelly building as well. Um, that's been a big story kind of in the past year, the North Peace Fall Fairgrounds. I wondered if you wanted to comment on that or how you might foresee going forward on that issue or planning to go forward if you were got elected. Well, um, I actually, I, other than what I've read, in, you know, a little bit in the paper yeah. and, and, you know, on Moose FM and one thing, that I, I really don't know a lot about that issue. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know... I don't even know how old the building is, you know. Mm -hmm. I haven't been to very many fall fairs, um, mm -hmm. just, you know, scheduling and one thing or another. I've, I've been to a few and I have enjoyed them, but I, I don't really have much information on that topic, so. Okay, okay. Uh, what about the library? That's kind of one of the ascent questions where, uh, as I understand, a little increase of taxes will go on everybody in the electoral area if they decide to uh, financially contribute to the library, which they're already allowed to use and, and, and make use of. Are you in favor of that? Yes, I am. Okay. I, the, my, I've, I've lived, my children grew up in Cecil Lake. My, yeah. my son was a year and a half old when we moved out there, and my daughter was three and a half. We've, we used the library extensively while they were going to school because that was before the internet. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I firmly believe that that it, it needs to be funded by all, all the, the whole area. Yeah. Okay. And I understand that people living in Pink Mountain probably don't want to contribute to the library because yeah. they, it's a long drive for them. But, I, you know, it, it could be prorated as to somehow maybe how far away you live. But we, we've, as a family, have used the library extensively. I see. Okay. And a final question kind of for you on this. Um, uh, I brought this up with Jordan, too. Uh, another story is about kind of rural hall closures and how the PRD's looking at sort of aging halls, uh, you know, in and around places like Electoral Area B. What do you think your approach to that would be? Is it do we look in investigating and keeping them open or is it something that we kind of have to leave in the past and allow them to kind of go away because they're just not being used like they were before? I I think they're very uh, valuable to the community. Yeah. Um, I, I understand that you know sometimes they don't get used, and the last couple of years has been sure kind of a yeah you know. But 
as I say, I was, I was president of the Cease Lake Recreation Commission for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand where we get our funding from the regional district as well as, you know, they, they, uh, you know, they have functions out there that um, they raise money. But I, I think they're valuable to the communities, and, and we have to try to work with the communities to keep them going. Okay. Uh, one final question for you, and I'll give you a minute for it. Uh, just finally, again, you've touched on this already, but why should uh, people of electoral area B vote for you, Michael? Um, long-time resident, born and raised in Fort St. John. Um, I, I think I understand um, people's needs of, of, the, of the rural areas. Um, you know, the, like I said, the price of fuel, the roads, um, the road maintenance, um, noxious weeds, stuff mm-hmm. like this. Uh, you know, I just... I, I just wanted to kind of get involved. I guess so. All right. Well, Michael, I appreciate you taking time and again also for driving out to do this for us today. Thank you very much. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's uh, Michael Fitzgerald, uh, another electoral area B candidate running in the uh, election coming up. All right. We'll talk to our final candidate right after this on Moose Talks. We're chatting with candidates in electoral area B in the PRRD today in the local government elections. And our final candidate joins us now. Jeff Kitt, welcome to Moose Talks. Thank you for having me in. Thank you uh, very much for being here. I appreciate it. I'll start with the same question I started with the other two candidates. Why are you running for office? Uh, I'm born and raised in this area, longtime resident. Um, uh, lived here my whole life. Uh, raised my family here. Mm-hmm. I believe in the area. I believe in, in the uh, the people that live here. And uh, uh when Karen was basically hinting that she wasn't going to be re, uh, running again, um, if you don't step up to do your part, your civic duty as as a representative for your people, for your people of your area, uh, then you have to be willing to accept uh, the ones that do. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, it's kind of hard to stand on the sidelines and complain about it if you're not wanting to be involved. So I decided I would get involved. I uh, reached out and uh, talked to uh, Director Goodings, and uh, she uh, wanted to give me some tutorage on it, and so I became <laughs> uh, her alternate for the regional district here for uh, Area B in um, uh, February of this year. So I I've see. spent okay. the last eight months uh, uh, working with her and working with the regional district and attending meetings and that kind of stuff. So I see wanted to carry on that and make it official and throw my name in the ring and uh, represent the people of area B. Okay. Um, what is important to you as a candidate? Are there specific things you can name that you say, this is, I'd like to see more action on this, or I'd like to be a part of this solution on this. <clears throat> you know, there's, there's, uh, there's so many things facing us in uh, today's society as yeah. far as that goes. And this being in a rural area, I mean, regional uh, area, area B of the regional district has got basically 5,500 people scattered over a very large area. Yeah. And uh, some of the things that are affecting them and make their life more challenging is uh, the lack of communications, lack of connectivity. Uh, so really like to see the... Uh, uh, the connectivity, the increase in cell service, and the increase in broadband internet uh, being brought into the area to give people that connectivity. 
Uh, we've really noticed it in the last two years with the uh, pandemic in that people weren't allowed to go out and gather and stuff like that, like they used to. So mm-hmm. having that ability to have that communication and have that uh, connectivity with each other is, is very vital, very important. Absolutely. Um, is that, I mean, I don't know how much like in the official sort of uh, you know responsibilities of a PRD director that is, but is that something that you'd look, again, like advocating for, kind of pushing for, trying to meet with the people who can make that be an improvement in the area, whether it's the local MLA or, you know, as previous candidates had mentioned, trying to meet with the government on that, that they can actually do something and invest in it here in the area. Uh, yeah, exactly. It is, uh, like you said, lobbying uh, other local government uh, officials, uh, MLAs, MPs, and getting getting that uh, recognition that you know this area is a huge tax base for the province. Uh, a lot of money is collected up here from oil and gas and logging revenues, mining as well, and uh, that money leaves the area and and doesn't come back in. So seeing the the province and you know even the federal government allowing us to utilize more of the revenue that's in this area is very important to the people of this area. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get to some specific questions about some issues that have kind of come up recently uh, that may affect uh, the voting and the whatnot in the area. The Adeline Kelly building on the uh, North Peace Fall Fairgrounds. I wonder if uh, you'd be willing to comment on how you could maybe see a solution coming to that situation, because there seems to be a lot of miscommunication about who is what and there is this person there and that um are you someone in favor of trying to like resolve the situation quickly and kind of maintain the relationship you have with the society yeah yeah definitely that has to uh it has to be resolved uh, i mean the society has put a lot of time and effort and uh, resources into getting their existing um facility up and running and unfortunately some mistakes were made and I's weren't dotted and T's weren't crossed when the original designs and concept were being put forth. Uh, but yeah, we need to uh, work as a community and, and uh, find a resolution for that sooner than later. I mean, they've got this big, beautiful building that can't really be used until uh, something is done. So there's, there's motions and, and uh, requests that have been put forward to the board and, and uh, we're working on solutions to see what we can do to, to make that a usable space. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about roads again, I, I think uh, everybody has mentioned <laughs> as part of the kind of challenges facing it, the Taylor Bridge, but even specifically uh, kind of closer to town in the area and whatnot, you know, the Motley Coolies uh, down in there, there's a gravel part. There's a gravel part on the top of the Cecil Lake Road that just seems like, well, they did it as quickly as they could to fix it and got out of here. Uh, how would you work on that? And then, again, is it just stronger advocation for the Ministry of Transportation to come down here and see that we need these roads maintained better because we're using them. Yeah, uh, definitely for sure. There's, uh, you've mentioned the, the Cecil Lake Road, Montnicouli. Yeah, um, there's what four or five rivers that uh, and creeks that these roads run through throughout yeah. the regional district. Uh, even the Farrell Creek Road, uh, it is it as well has had some sloughing issues. Uh, Peterson's Crossing, going across the Beaton, uh, heading up into uh, to the the Doig or into um, uh, PJ in that area, mm-hmm. uh, they're having issues with that road as well. It's down to barely one lane in some areas. 
Um, and there is, needs to be more uh, improvement in our infrastructure and our roads up here and for all of it. And again, that's advocating back to uh, provincial um, MLAs and uh, even as far as the federal government goes on the Alaska highways, we're yeah. having problems with it as well. And that's a federally uh, maintained road. Um, but advocating for you know, improvements to our infrastructure because that infrastructure is needed to uh, for the province to generate the revenue that it does from this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ascent questions that's going to be asked of all the PRD re- residents is um, uh, the financial contribution to the Fort St. John Public Library, which, again, as I understand, all residents have access to now. This would just be, can we help out the library more because we're accessing uh, the services, I suppose, is the uh, idea. Are you in favor of that? Is that something you think is a good idea? You know, libraries are uh, an important part of any community. Um, they are a gathering place within a community. Uh, they provide services and access that uh, members of the community can go in and you know use internet, use uh, uh, the services of, of finding information and collecting information. And I know that our library here in Fort St. John has really um, had some challenges over mm-hmm. the last while uh, getting finances and and keeping operational and and actually keeping their doors open um so uh, you know it is still an important gathering point for a community as as far as as establishment of what a community is to have a library involved in there so i think it's uh it is an important part of uh of, of what we need to look at for sure Okay. And finally, uh, I want to bring up the rural hall closures. Um, you know, again, rural halls, some of them getting very old and they need maintenance, less volunteers. They're having a harder time finding people to volunteer to kind of help with that and whatnot. Um, what's your stance on that? Is this something we need to continue to invest in? Or, you know, is that just going to cost money? And since we're seeing less use than maybe perhaps we used to be, uh, we need to move on from them and just let them go. Yeah, the, the the halls issue is a uh, it's definitely a tricky one. I know there's communities uh, out there uh, who are actually wanting to invest in their hall, invest in a hall period for yeah. their community, um, and uh, they are any kind of a, a public gathering place is a very expensive. Uh, building to maintain so you have to have the usage of it you have to have the people in the community that want to come out and want to use it uh, that want to contribute to volunteering to make sure the grounds are up kept and the building is up kept and a lot of these buildings weren't exactly built to proper building codes when they were originally constructed because they were built by volunteers and building codes really didn't get outside the municipal boundaries. And when you go in and start touching that kind of stuff, then you're worrying about liability issues and stuff like that. So you have to fix them right. And this is not much different than the Kelly building. The rules are there and they have to be followed as far as uh, what the building codes are for the occupancy of those people being there. And if the members of the communities individually want to stay engaged and keep their halls open and active, then there are ways and there are things that they can do to achieve that so okay all right final question to you jeff we got just about a minute left here um why should people vote for you in electoral b area b uh, like i said i've been uh, born and raised here been a long time resident um through my work and uh, personal life i have traveled from one edge of this regional district to the other i've got friends and people all across the regional district uh in a, I've, I've seen the um, 
the challenges that people face regardless of the communities that they live in. And I am looking forward to having an opportunity if I get elected to represent everybody within this regional district and uh, allowing their voices to be heard and to bring forth their concerns and see if we can get some resolutions and stuff. Awesome. All right, Jeff. Well, I appreciate you again uh, coming down to see us here and uh, join us for the conversation. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for inviting me. You're very welcome. That's Jeff Kitt, candidate for electoral area B in the upcoming local elections in the PRRD. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Moose Talks. We want to thank our other guests, Jordan Keeley and Michael Fitzgerald, for being here along with Jeff. Again, voting day coming up on October 15th, so make sure you're registered and all that good news. And stay tuned here on energeticcity.ca as we're going to have even bigger coverage of the candidates in all the local races, including councillors here in Fort St. John, mayor races, other areas of uh, the electoral uh, of the PRD as well over at energeticcity.ca and in future episodes of moose talks we'll be talking to more candidates as well so stay tuned for that jordan prentice is the producer of moose talks i'm dub craig thanks so much for being here be well thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in northeast bc to help keep us independent and to support this podcast go to energeticcity.ca slash join